Welcome to the Sigma Femme podcast. We're so honored to have you here and want to thank you for choosing to step up your life and business while being unapologetically you. The Sigma Femme is neither a leader nor a follower. She is committed to living her life, her way. She has charisma and unstoppable power like no other. Let's expand the Sigma Femme community together. Now here's your host, Hayley Forbes. Hello and welcome back to the Sigma Femme podcast with myself, Hayley Forbes. So, in this episode, I am going to be sharing with you the lessons that life gives us because life gives us hints and lessons whether we choose to see them or not. So if you've been following me on social media you will know that I went for a short trip to Dubai. It ended up being a lot shorter than planned. I am back. I got back later than planned. Let's get into this all in a minute. Essentially I went on a trip to Dubai. It was the best trip of my life and the worst trip of my life. Now this isn't some like fancy coaching duality thing I'm going to have where where people go on these retreats or trips and they're like it was so difficult to go through the experience of like what was coming up for me and to feel into that like I get all that 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 wasn't this trip. The bad things in this trip had nothing to do with the experience. The bad things were just bad luck, right? Although I can look at it now and see was it bad luck or was it a series of unfortunate events that was brought on to teach me a lesson, right? For some of you, you know some of the story. I shared some of it on social media and I also shared that this was one of the hardest times in my life to go through. Now that might sound a bit dramatic, that might sound a little bit Like Hayley, you went on a trip to Dubai and spent the day with like millionaires on a yacht and you've got a cheek to say that it was one of the worst trips of your life. That day was one of the best days of my life, but this trip really, really had me struggling emotionally and mentally as well. Like more strangers see me cry on this trip than I would have liked. Like there was one point I was walking through an airport, like walking behind the person that was showing me where to go with, like I just couldn't stop crying. And that is not me, but also I just couldn't, I reached the breaking point. And it's so funny because on one of the flights back, you see one of them because it was multiple flights, and I'll get into all this in a minute, but on one of the flights back, I was watching one of Brené Brown's programmes and I didn't, I wasn't going to watch it because I've watched her one on vulnerability before and it was incredible, but I just, I wasn't in the mind space for, let's watch something like really happy and positive. I was in the mind space of, I want something to numb my mind. Um, however, I put it on and it was Brené Brown, Atlas of the Heart. And at one point she speaks about when she was in a lot of overwhelming and I think a lot of people don't realise how much overwhelming can really affect your life and everything that's going on in that moment to a drastic effect, right? I think it's a word that's thrown out a lot but not actually always used in the context of how serious it can be as well and she was speaking about when she was a waitress and there was this one time that she completely blowed out and basically she couldn't do anything and when she was trying to do things even just get home like everything was going wrong for her and it's because she was in absolute overwhelm her brain couldn't cope and she speaks about how when you're in overwhelm like the only thing to get you out of being overwhelmed is doing nothing 
it's doing nothing. It's not trying to sort the situation. It's not trying to problem solve. It's not trying to see the next steps. Like your brain actually can't focus on that. Your brain, when it's in overwhelmment, has to just stop. It has to do nothing. And the way that she spoke about her feeling overwhelmed in that moment, like it just hit me so hard because that's exactly how I had been feeling. And I didn't even know there was more to come. There was more to come at this point. There was more things to go wrong at this point. I just wasn't aware. I thought I was tapped out then. My goodness, by the time I got into the hotel room, not my home like I was meant to that night, I was completely and utterly tapped out. I couldn't cope anymore. And that is that is the words that I used. I can't cope anymore. This isn't something that I can deal with. And all honesty, in that moment, I could have easily burned everything to the ground and been like, okay, this, like, let's quit everything. <laughs> everything, right? Not just like, this is really stressful or, or let's like stop doing this bit. Like in that moment, I was like, I'm done with everything. Apart from hiding under a duvet, forever like I am done with everything but it's because I was in that state of overwhelming and by the grace I happened to watch that and it was available on that flight I remembered that I remembered her saying that and rather than what I normally done and what I done on going there with all these troubles was try and fix 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 which only left me with less time more resentment more stress and not actually any closer to the outcome I desired what I realised is actually, Haley, what you need to do right now is nothing. What you need to do right now is nothing. This is really what this podcast episode is going to be about today. It's going to be the story of my trials and errors and of this trip and the lessons and the message that I am choosing to take from it. And I say choosing because it could be so easy to say that I don't want to take anything away from this, but it could also be so easy to create like meanings and stories. This is all my fault and I put it about myself because of this, that, the next thing. Like I think all of that is BS. I think things in life just happen. However, I'm always someone that gives myself the grace to be like, Kelly, things just happen and some things go wrong and it doesn't mean anything about you and the world doesn't hate on you. Like this isn't a message from the universe, but also, also on the same hand being like, okay, but what could I take away from this? What could the lesson be? Okay. So that's really what I'm going to be sharing in this episode. So firstly, I want to take you back to Wednesday morning. Well, actually, Tuesday night. Tuesday night, I had my, my spray tan done, all ready to go to Dubai the next day. So I was going to Dubai because I had a one-to-one session with my mentor to do. Now, I said to her, I was like, oh, could we do it somewhere really juicy? Like, you're travelling just now. Um, Are you working while you're travelling? And could I come and meet you? And we can do our one-to-one session somewhere really abundant. And she's like, absolutely. And then she's like, come to Dubai. And then she was like, I've got a yacht on this day. Come on this day. And then she ended up inviting more of her clients and and peers and friends and it was turned into this like epic day in Dubai on a yacht so of course I was like I'm in so that's why I was going to Dubai I was going for technically a coaching session which is pretty freaking epic right so when I booked these tickets I seen the tickets online and I was going to book through Emirates however they didn't have the same flight coming home that I wanted that I'd seen on the general like on Skyscanner or something and then it was through Expedia that I seen the flights I did want so I booked it in a state of panic because it was like half past 11 at night like three days before I was due to fly and I hadn't booked my flight yet because that is just the kind of person I am and 
as soon as I booked it, I said to my husband, I was like, I don't think I should have booked through them. I wish I'd went with Emirates Direct. I should have called them up and went with them direct. Anyway, regardless, and he said as well, he's like, why? I said, I don't know. I've just got a feeling. I have just got a feeling. And I must say as well, the whole leading up to this trip, I was back and forward if it, whether I wanted to go or not. I was back and forward trying to see if we could organise childcare so my husband could come with me because I was feeling a lot of anxiety about it and I didn't know why I was just like I'm just I was just having these little nudges and these little feelings of maybe you shouldn't be going this is the wrong time like what if this happens what if this goes wrong all of these thoughts and feelings were coming up and maybe I should have listened to them but I think sometimes we just get fears and anxieties and they don't mean anything and I think other times our body literally sees into the future and is like if that do not leave the house (laughs) and Looking back, that's possibly what I should have done, but hey, here we are. So, tickets booked, Tuesday night, spray tan, Wednesday I got up, feeling excited, I had a live training session to do, and then all I had to do was pack and then go to Dubai. So, of course, I hadn't packed it. I wasn't leaving till the afternoon, it was fine. Wakes up that morning and there's no heating or hot water in our house no heating or hot water so I was like great so I started to freshen up my hair and put pink dye in my hair and I've got this tan to get off so here we go to like running kettles running up and down to the bath trying to fill that up trying to like wash my hair in freezing cold water but that's fine right like that's a a minor inconvenience it didn't deter me I got my tan off I got my hair done I done my training, one of the best ever, by the way, my Black Friday training. I came off it and I was like, I actually said that was one of the best trainings I've ever done in my life. It was fire. So anyway, I goes along to the airport, says goodbye to family, goodbye family, driving along to the airport. 10 minutes from the airport, flat tire sign pops up. I was like, you're kidding. That's fine. It's probably just like a little bit deflated. I'll just keep driving to the airport. Five minutes later and I can feel the car pulling. So I took my hands off the steering wheel to test it. Yep, absolutely to the right. I was like, I have no time to sort this. I just need to get to the airport. So got to the airport, parked the car, absolute flat tire. So went in, checked in, all's fine, all abundance. I'm there, we'll sort that when I get back. So I'm walking through the airport and I remember looking at the sign for searching for the gate, right? Because they didn't tell me the gate at the counter. So I'm looking for the, the sign for the gate. And I see it and I remember looking and thinking, hmm, that's really strange. Both of those flights say they're flying out of gate 10 because they had my flight. So they had my flight and the one above it both saying they're flying out of gate 10. And I was just like, that's strange, right? Because when you see that, like, you see two numbers, one above the other. So you, you see them both because they're the same. So your mind recognises that. But also that's really strange because that's not usually what happens. But I was like, oh, well, like maybe one's just flying a bit earlier than the other. So I go to the gate. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting. It says like, everybody for this flight, go to their gate. So I'm waiting and I can see the plane outside. It's the right plane. It's Logan Air. And then it says, it's the last chance, we're boarding. And everybody at my gate, like all the people with like low mobility and things started going on. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So I scan my boarding pass. Oh no, this is the wrong flight. Your flight was flying from gate 11, which was, I couldn't have even seen it because it was literally like, a, it was their gate 10 and 11, but it was at like this opposite part. 
And they were also had a, a flight plane due to fly out at the same time with Logan Air. However, the gate I was at there had been delayed slightly and my plane had left. I was like, okay. And they said, did you not hear them calling? Like the last, like last passengers for this flight. I was like, yes, I did. But I could see people were starting to board and I was here. So I was aware I was at the right gate. I says, explain the situation. So anyway, they took me down to the ticket people. Hello, can you help me? This is what's happened. There's a glitch. They apologised. They did. They apologised. Sometimes this happens. What you can do is you can email the airport to complain. Okay, so what does that mean for tonight? Well, because you booked through an agency, we can't help you. You have to get in touch with the agency. Okay, let me contact the agency. So for the next six hours, I was back and forward to Expedia, who were very unhelpful. And they were saying that the airport had to do something. And I queried with the airport and the airport said, no, it's your agency. Then the agency said it was the airline that had to sort it. So anyway, back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. Nobody could tell me. Then I seen there was a flight that could have still got out that night. Except by the time that I went on and I searched for it individually, it was leaving in five minutes. So, okay, I can't do anything just now. Can you get me on a flight tomorrow? Yes, we can. This is how much extra you'll have to pay. And then we can get you on. Okay, amazing. I'll sort out refunds and everything like that afterwards. Just let me get on that. The internet goes. It cuts me off that chat. Can't get back onto it. So I get back onto them again because there's no phone number. No phone number. I ask them, can I call you? No, we only do it over messenger. Okay. So explaining to someone else the whole situation again, they goes and checks and they're like, oh, we're sorry, but you can't book another flight because there's been a block put on it for a no-show. So unless you pay the no-show fees, then you can go. I was like, yep, that got explained before. I pay the no-show fees. No, but we can't do that anymore. I was like, but you were going to before. I was just about to pay and then I got cut off. Yes, well, maybe they could before because more times elapsed now, you can. Now we have to get in touch with the airline to do that. Okay, amazing. So can we get in touch with the airline? Yeah. So we'll email them and it'll take 72 hours to get back. I was like, well, that doesn't help me. <laughs> I am still sitting in an airport. It's now 11 o'clock at night. I left my house at like two o'clock this afternoon. So what do I do now? Very unhelpful. Basically told me to wait. So I was like, okay, what I need to do. So this is like in my own head. I was like, what I need to do is I need to go and check into a hotel tonight. I need to go and check into a hotel. So I checked into a hotel and I booked flights with a completely different company the next day. So I booked these flights I just booked economy and then I paid to upgrade to business class because I felt abundant and I was like, it'll be amazing, like just for the flight going over there. I did also book flights coming back. It wasn't the flight time I wanted though. It was leaving basically Saturday night rather than late Sunday afternoon, but it was only an extra like £100 to book that flight coming back. So I was like, I'll just book it and then if I need to get it, I can, but hopefully I'll just get my normal return flight, my Emirates business class I've already paid for and I'll be able to sort that out. So went back to the hotel, done that. Then I get in touch with the agency again, who still can't help me. So I phone the airline and the airline says, we can't help you. It has to be the agency. So anyway, I put it all to bed, including myself and I go to bed. Then I go and go to sleep. You get up the next day, fly to Dubai. It is all fine. A little bit stressed, a little bit annoyed, spent more money, but it's all good. Okay. I'm getting to Dubai. Arrived in Dubai, fabulous. 
stressed out, a day later than planned, only going to have a few hours sleep before I have to meet my coach the next day, but it is all good. Meet my coach, she was incredible. She booked me in for a massage that morning and then we were to meet in the afternoon to go on the yacht. So when she is dropping me back off at my hotel, she's like, I think the, the yacht should be about 15 minutes from here. So go in, book yourself an Uber or taxi and I'll see you in less than an hour because I had to go in and get freshened up. Amazing. So I phoned down to the hotel, can you book me a taxi for half past one? Because I have to be there for sort of quarter to two, two o'clock. No problem. I get ready. I come down the stairs. I was like, can I get the taxi please? Um, yeah, so we actually just call them when you arrive here. So now that you're here, we'll call it now. Okay. 15 minutes later, the taxi arrives. Not only that, but the place is actually half an hour away. So now I'm going to be late. So I message. And I was like, I'm going to be a little bit late, but I'll be there ASAP. Latest I should get there is quarter past two. Hopefully I'll be there earlier. So I arrive and it's like five past ten past two. I am there. It's all good. I follow the instructions. Go to the Marina Mall, come out the entrance in front of Waitrose and we will be there. Amazing. So that is what I do. Come out. Then there is just this big row of yachts. And... I don't know which one anybody's on. I can't see anybody standing up. I don't recognise any of this. So I was like, I'll message and say I'm here. My phone stopped working. No internet, no 3G, can't get on anything. Amazing. So I've actually got two phones. I've got one that's like got a SIM card in it and one that's not. I just use on Wi-Fi and I use it for work. So I don't have either to use, right? I've no 3G, I've no Wi-Fi, I've no anything. So I'm like, that's fine. That's okay, Hayley. They're here. You're here. Hopefully she got the message. Hopefully she's not left yet. There is a sort of ticket box thing for the yachts. So I go to them and I was like, excuse me, can you help me? I'm looking for a yacht. It's at Pier 7 and um, I'm meant to be on it. Do you know which company it is? I said, no, I didn't, I didn't have that details. Okay, well, you're in the completely wrong place, they said. And they point you to this big tall black building. That's Pier 7. You need to go all the way over there. Okay, so I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I'm in a rush, I need to go. So I quickly rush over, it's about a 10 minute walk, go over. Again, there's lots of yachts, but nobody I recognise. <laughs> and I'm walking round, and I'm walking round, and I'm starting to panic because I can't see anybody. And either I can't see them and I'm in the wrong spot and they're waiting for me, or they've left. But either way, I can't do anything. I can't contact anybody. I've got no way of getting in touch. Then I'm like, right, Hilly, think. Sort this out and just think, go back to the mall and you'll be able to get onto Wi-Fi, right? So I'm like, right, walk back to the mall, you'll get on Wi-Fi and I'll find out either way, they're either here or they're gone. So go back to the mall and I'm trying to hook up to Wi-Fi. So the main one in the mall and all the shops, Wi-Fi, they wanted to send you a code to your phone so you could log on. But my phone had stopped working. So when I'm trying to log on to Wi-Fi, it wants to send me a code I can't get the code, so I can't get on Wi-Fi. So I'm stressing, the stress is building up, it's building up. I managed to find a shop, got into their Wi-Fi. Yes, this is like half past two at this point. Sees a message from a coach, well, a couple of messages. Where are you? What's your ETA? We're waiting. Are you coming? Are you okay? Message, are you still here? Yep, we're still here. Listen, I'm here. I can't find you. My phone's not working. I'm back inside the mall. Are you in the mall? Yes. Okay, what you need to do is go up to Waitrose. I was like, okay, I've been there. <laughs> Come out the entrance and you'll see us. We're right there. So I went back up, walks out again. By this point, my coach is standing like up on the outside bit of the yacht. I see her. 
Do you know where that yacht was? Directly in front of the ticket box where it asked directions. I asked the directions and he said, go all the way over there. So it was probably because I was running a little bit late, nobody was standing up in the yacht and maybe someone had called my coach back in at the exact point that I happened to be there and look and no one was there and I walked past and then I was looking at the complete opposite direction. So anyway, they had waited, I was thankful, I was there, my phone wasn't working but I was there, it was amazing, had the most epic day ever, okay, absolutely fabulous, fabulous, fabulous one. I wait till the next day and I was like, right, let me try and sort this thing out with my flights again. So I really don't want to go home at midnight tonight. I'd rather go home late afternoon tomorrow. So I go on and I get in touch with the agency again. And I says, I've got this flight. It's already paid for. There's a block on it for a no-show fee. I need that block sort of removed so I can get on. And he says, no, the flight's cancelled. I says, well, it shouldn't be cancelled because I've got told there's a block and no-show fee. Can I pay the no-show fee? The no-show fee was £800. Okay, we can do this. Phones the, the airline company and they said they'll allow me to fly but it has to be the agency that releases the no block, they can't do it. The agency was saying we can't do it because it's the airline that's put the block, the airline. And at that time I was on the phone to one and on the computer to the other. And I was like, both of you are telling me that neither can sort this because it's the other one. None of this helps me right now. Like I've got my flight, I've paid for it. I am willing to pay the no show fee can I just get this unlocked so I can get this flight? And they're arguing and arguing and arguing. So eventually, and I must say as well, like over the time of this day, like I must have spent at least like 30 hours. Like when I say like, oh, I messaged them or I phoned them, this is like going on for hours and hours and hours and hours, okay? But anyway, the agency finally phoned Emirates, took the money, they sorted it. I said, is it the exact same flight? Exact same flight, you're all good, that's you ready to go amazing so I cancelled my one at midnight obviously don't get any money back for that but that's fine that was an economy back at midnight whereas this way I could meet my coach in the morning I could leave like have a good sleep and then leave mid-afternoon and fly Emirates business class back it'll be juicy and abundant this is exactly what I need after the kind of holiday that I've had I get to the airport and I go to the business class and I check in and she's like excuse me did someone tell you to come here and I was like what are you talking about? She's like, oh, you're flying economy. And I was like, no, it's business class. Like I've paid for business class, it's a business class. No, it's not. The agency had canceled my business class and then rebooked my economy. And she she was like, well, I, like that's what our system's saying. So even if you've paid for it, that's, that's what's happened. Go to the ticket people and see if they can sort it out. So I go to her, she showed me all the back end. And it was ridiculous, right? Because I had a flight booked out for economy at midnight. I paid an extra £800 to release this ticket, whereas it would have actually been about £600 to fly home economy regularly. So why would I have booked to release a ticket when I could have just bought the ticket outright for cheaper? But anyway, they can't help me. The agency has to help you. I says, okay, can I pay for an upgrade then? Nope, sorry, only the agency can do that because you booked through them. So agency chatting, 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 chatting. They were like, have you got proof? And I was like, well, I've got the proof that I've got the receipt and I booked that. And then if you look back on your chat, you'll see, I says, I actually did take a screenshot at the time to make sure it was the same flight. I says, but as soon as I come off my phone to send you the screenshot, it knocks me out the chat and I'll have to start the chat with someone else again. And they go, so you're refusing to show proof. I was like, well, I'm not refusing. And you, if you bring up the chat from yesterday, you'll be able to see it. It's, it's recorded on your system. You can see that. 
Anyway, they were very, very unhelpful, wouldn't do anything. So what I had to do is just get on the flight. So I got on the flight and I asked the, the people on the airline, um, as the, the actual, I forgot about that, the original ticket person had said, listen, I can't upgrade you. You have to do it through the agency or when you get on board, they, they can, they'll be able to upgrade you if you explain the situation to them. So I got online, I got on the plane, I should say, um, explained the situation to them, showed them the receipt for the ticket that I had purchased, explained I'd also paid an extra £800 on top of these tickets, um, the, the original tickets that I bought that, by the way, I never used. I never used going there, never used going back because they wouldn't let me upgrade. So the, the guy on the flight says, listen, I can't let you upgrade. However, I'll make it as comfortable as possible. Listen, I can see that you're in this seat, you're sitting next to someone, I'll put you at the back, you've got your own row, I'll get you extra blankets and cushions, you can have a sleep there. Okay, amazing. Like, it's still not solved what I paid for, but hey, at least I'm getting asleep and at least I'm getting home. That's the main thing, right? I appreciate that. I just want to get home. So then I land and then I'm going through the airport and the airport I landed at doesn't have a direct transfer. So sometimes when you get to... Um, airports, if you're transferring, you don't have to go through security again because you've already been through security, right? Whereas this one, you had to go into security again. The queue was so long. So then I got, if anybody's flight is leaving at this time or before, please come with me. I said, that's me. So they hurried me through. Then I had another big long queue for the priority part of the security. Eventually got through and my flight is now leaving in 20 minutes. So I am rushing and rushing and rushing to get this. So I stopped someone and I was like, excuse me, can you tell me where gate such and such is? So they told me and I'm rushing. Someone else from security seen me running. Are you okay, ma'am? Like, yes, I'm just trying to get to this. My flight's about to leave. Don't worry, it's okay. I'll radio them, radio through. Listen, I've got someone here. They were on a connecting flight. They're trying to rush to get through to you. Um, We're passing like gate 10 and my gate was 14. We'll literally be there in less than a minute. And they messaged back saying, okay, how many bags does she have? I said, I've got one and then my carry stuff. Okay, amazing. Literally, like I could see the gate and they messaged back and said, sorry, we've decided to close the door now. She can't get in. So I literally went to the gate and she was like, there's no way we can let you in. Um, the doors close at 7.50. I was like, okay, what time is it just now? She's like, it's 7.51. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> is there no way, like, there's nothing I've done wrong. This was a connecting flight. I've literally got off one flight. I've been rushed through security. I've literally ran to here to get on. And because of all the build up and all the stress I'd had with everything else, I was like, I need to get on. I cannot do this again. I need to get home and see my children. Like I have to get home. So anyway, short answer was no. And I was like, well, what about my bag? And she's like, your bag's not on it. They're not allowed to fly a bag without you. And I was like, well, my bag would have been on it. And she's like, no, it's not in our system. And I was like, well, it must be because it was a connecting flight. Like I got told at the other airport, do you want to pick it up? Or do you just want it to go and shoot another flight? And I said the other flight. And she was like, okay, well, you wouldn't have been able to fly there anyway, because your bag wasn't on it. So anyway, for the next couple of hours, we try and find my bag. It turns out the bag was on it and she was wrong. And also, nobody's going to help me. Nobody's going to help me because I booked through an agency. <laughs> because I didn't book direct. After another few hours, a very upset me. A very like, where is my bag? Where am I? How can I get home? There's a flight flying to Glasgow tonight. You can get that. It leaves in an hour, so you'd have to book it now. Amazing. 
Let, let's book that now. My mum's not too far away from Glasgow. I'll travel to my mum's and I'll sort everything out tomorrow. Like at this point, I'm sitting there with these little tiny shorts on and flip-flops because I thought I'm going to be in business class on the plane. I'll get lots of blankets. It can get quite hot. No, <laughs> I was freezing. Not very many blankets and I had no suitcase. I had no clothes. So I was like, let me just get back to my mum's and then I'll sort everything from there. So the woman took me to the ticket place and he was like, listen, don't book through us, book online direct because it's much cheaper. Okay. And she was like, come with me because I'll take you to security. So you you stay here and book your flights and I'll go and speak to them so we can rush you through to make sure you get on that flight. Okay, amazing. Right, that's fine. She comes back. She's like, are you booked to flight? I was like, no, there is no flights. What are you talking about? She checked it, no flights. Went back over to the ticket desk. He's away. He's not there. Went back in to speak to another woman who checked and said, oh, there's been a problem with this flight and we don't know if it's flying out tonight. So no one is allowed to buy more tickets for it. Okay. So when is the next flight flying to Aberdeen? So I've seen it, had to pay extra for it. I says, this is, it's your same company. You wouldn't let me on. You've took my bag, which apparently is a security breach and they're not allowed to do. You've took my bag without me being on it. You knew I was there. I was literally 30 seconds. It was a connecting flight. So you're meant to be updated when it's a connecting flight. If the, the flight coming in is running late, then they'll hold it for anybody on connecting flights, right? Within within reason. There is no reason here. Anyway, I had to book another flight. So I was like, this flight flies out tomorrow. Can you not just put me on that? No, you book through an agency, so you have to pay for another flight. Okay, so I'll pay for another flight. So by this point, I think I've booked like seven flights. The whole the whole trip cost me thousands upon thousands of pounds. And I booked it anyway. Booked it, booked a hotel. I got back to the hotel room that night and I was just like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. I can't cope. Do you know what I realised it was, was because, and it's really hard to explain this, like, there's part of me that feels like, oh, per you, like, you went to Dubai and you didn't get your, your preferred flights. It wasn't that. It was about the amount of time and the amount of disconnect and the absolute feeling of not being in control. So, see, when you're sitting and you're on the phone with one company who's telling you they can't do anything because it's the other company and you're on the computer to the other company and that company's saying they can't do anything because it's that company you lose all control because nobody is taking responsibility, but also there's nothing that you can do to go and sort that out, right? And that situation happened again and again and again. Like it was repeated when I was at the airport and I was like, I think my suitcase is on there. And she's like, it's not. And then we went to the the baggage area and the man there was like, our suitcase is on the flight. And she's like, no, it can't be because it wasn't on our system. We're not legally allowed to fly. That's a security breach. We can't take a suitcase. And he was like, I know what you're saying, but if you look at her ticket and what I've got in my system here, her luggage is on the flight. So again, I'm in this position where two people are are saying different things and I'm just there like, help me, (laughs) help me. I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do? I can't control, like this is out of my hands, but also no one else is taking control. So you just feel very overwhelmed and very, very, very out of control. And I'd spent most of this trip bar one day on the phone or on the computer trying to sort this situation out and as I say like everybody is just like it's not our fault it's it's their fault it's not our fault it's their fault it's not our fault it's their fault and as someone in the, the last airport I was in explained to me that if any one person had just stood up a little bit or noticed it then none of this would have happened but it's the fact there was a problem with the airport there's a problem with the airline there's a problem with the agency there's a problem with the connection flight there's a problem with like they're not allowed to take the bag like if they hadn't took the bag 
bag, then they would have had to take the time to take it off. I would have been on a plane already, right? So there's like all these little things. If one little thing had been different, like one little a millimetre different and it would have all been fine. Yeah, it was just all stacking up against me. It was like stacking up, stacking up, stacking up, stacking up. And all this while I'm just feeling so... I'm in this other country by myself. Like, like what I just want... I just want things to go smoothly. I just want to be home. I just want my family. I just want my husband. I just want my kids. I got home eventually, a day later, right? So I spent a lot less days because there was a day knocked off at the start and then obviously I got home and then got home a day later because all these extra hotel spaces that I've had to book and stuff as well. Honestly, it sounds like, oh, you had to stay in a hotel. It wasn't glamorous when you were staying somewhere with no suitcase, no toothbrush, no makeup, no clothes, and you've been traveling for like over a day. It is not abundant and it just doesn't feel very great, to be honest. So anyway, stay there, then fly back the next day. So I'm flying back the next day, Amazing, I'm finally getting home. Now my husband obviously had to come and pick me up because the car is in there with a flat tire. So he comes and picks me up, has a look at it, absolute flat tire. Listen, let's just get home. So just got me home and this is yesterday. Let's just take the day to recalibrate, right? So literally he went to make me a cup of tea. He came back, I was fast asleep. (laughs) I've not slept in days at this point. So I was fast asleep, woke up, watched a little bit telly, played with the kids and then fast asleep again, right? And that brings it to today. So my husband knows cars inside out. So he was like, it's fine. I've got another set of wheels and I've got summer and winter tires for them. Um, They're the right fit. I'm going to put them in a car and go and fit it. So he went and done that. However, I mean, he's changed more wheels and tires than he can even count. Done that. Went to drive it. Turn it around. Something happened with the wheel. There was a problem with it. The wheel came off and it wrecked the entire side of our brand new car. absolutely like it's like the cars drove over the wheel like it's just all crashed at the side so then he's really stressed and I am obviously trying to catch back up on work from being away as well as having all the kids we just had to be like just get the car somewhere safe let's just leave it come home and we'll just pay to get it picked up bring it back to the house or take it to the garage then we can sort it from there right We'll get this sorted, but we can't waste any more time or stress in it. Like my mental capacity is is tapped out. And that was with me today, having intentional time in the morning for like meditation and breath work and things because I knew that I had needed it. That is a very kind of roundup of how it's been. But I think it's really hard explaining it and going through it yourself. I think when you're in another country and you literally have no idea if they're going to let you fly home or not, when you feel powerless, when you are in the middle of nowhere and don't recognise anything and you've got no phone and no way to get in touch with the people you're meant to be meeting, like constantly it was just this feeling of being absolutely out of control and, and nobody's there to help me, nobody's there to support me. But what's really coming through to me, and this is where it comes like the lesson now, is the the last sort of few weeks as well, I've, I've not been feeling great in myself. I've been feeling really like sick all the time. Do you know that way where you get, if anybody gets travel sick, it's that just uneasiness in your stomach. And I've been feeling that just like every day and I've been trying everything, like get myself feeling really good and energized and healthy again. But it's just there. It's not overwhelming, but it's just there. And I was like, wait a minute. I remember reading in Louise Hay's book, I'm dropping so many names today as hell guys, Um, I remember reading in Louise Hay's book about all the different things that relates to like how you're feeling and I remember reading about the stomach but I couldn't remember exactly what it was, like feeling sick, feeling nauseous, let me go and check on the internet and it's about feeling like 
it's like loss of direction, like not feeling secure and going forward in a direction. And that's when it hit me. I was like, every single thing has been to do with direction. Every single thing. It's like, you're going there, but you're at the wrong gate, right? I'd went in a different direction. And I actually remember standing and having to see there was gate 11 and gate 10. So turn left or turn right. I came to this crossroads of a wall and I had to turn right to go to gate 10. I should have turned left to go to gate 11, right? To start with. Then like when I'm there and it's the yacht, I'm there, I'm in the right place, but I can't see it. And I'm pointed in the wrong direction and the wrong direction doesn't get me anywhere, right? And I'm I'm looking for help and support and everybody that I ask for help and support, nobody can give me. It just takes me further into the wrong direction these flights again it's like I've, I'm, it's sorted amazing I'm trusting other people it's the wrong direction right it's the wrong place like my luggage is going one place like everything's like separated or the wrong way the wrong place the wrong support and it's all direction and this leads in with this kind of sicky feeling I've had in my stomach as well and I realised that I'm at a point in my life and business where I'm having to choose to move forward because I've reached a, a point and it's amazing to go to be at, right? I've reached a point where it could be so easy to coast, but if we're not growing, we're dying. So it's like, okay, what's the next level for growth? What do I need to do? And what does that look like? Because when you reach a certain impact on a certain income you kind of got all your basic needs met so then to move forward it can feel like why are you doing this why are you doing this and you have to reconnect back in with your why again and again and again it can be so easy to pull back and I noticed that when we were on holiday recently I was so present and took complete time off from my work and I was so present with the kids and it made me think about like why are you doing this Hayley like you love your children more than anything and you could spend every single day with them if you want like and part of me wants that but part of me knows I am here for a bigger mission this is more than me this is about the impact I'm creating and I think that I had been looking for support outside of myself and I'd been speaking to coaches about this and and looking for that help looking for that support discussing things with my husband and although that's all amazing I think the the only person that can know which direction to go is us and I think that when sometimes we're making these decisions, it's not always going to feel safe, right? It's not going to feel safe. It's not going to feel secure. It is going to feel rocky. And I think for me, the lesson I got was right now I'm feeling like, what direction do I go? Do I go this kind of easy, comfortable way where I know life will feel content? It'll feel good. I'll still coach. I'll still have my academy. I'll still serve my clients. I'll have lots of time and freedom and it'll feel good. But I will know that I am still playing small. I will know I am still not living out my full potential. Whereas to go now, it's it's different. People think it's hard in the beginning. In the beginning, I found it easier. The work was harder. However, the drive was easier because I was hungry for it, right? I was hungry for the success. I needed that because our family literally needed money to live, right? So my, my career, my job, it was all on me to make it a success. I was hungry for it. However, when you're no longer hungry for it, for to meet your basic needs, you have to step into a next level. You have to choose to still go after it with all that momentum and excitement and all that drive and you have to find that yourself and it can make you question, is this worth it? Now, if it wasn't worth it, I wouldn't be questioning it. 
I know why I'm here. I know I am here to impact thousands of people's lives. I know that I've not even scratched the surface yet. And I've had tarot cards done recently as well. And they've all been the same as that I will go global and there's going to be a few hiccups along the way. And for me, that's massive because I believe that any one person can change the world by just impacting someone's life, right? By positively impacting one person's life at a time. So imagine if we deliberately put ourselves in spaces that we can impact much more than one person the ripple effect that can have for me it's this mission now is I have to dig deep and really reconnect with my why my why is no longer about creating a, a safe stable life for my family my why is much bigger than that and I know that that has got me thinking about which direction is the right one and I think that it's it's really taught me that I have to sort it. Stop looking outside of yourself. No one else can, can help you. And if you keep on looking for logical answers, if you keep on looking for someone else to give you the answers, if you keep on going over your mistakes or how it should have been or how it could have been, I'm now referring to all the stuff that's happened over these last few days. If I keep on doing that, I'm going to constantly feel I'm going to be more stuck. I'm going to be more stressed. I'm going to be wasting my time. I'm going to feel unfulfilled and unsafe and unsecure. However, if I look inwards, if I pause and I don't dwell on anything and there is no wrong answer or right answer, it's just pausing and being like, where do I want to go? Why do I want to go here? Let me commit to making this happen in the easiest way and the most fun and with the most flow. And that is something that hit me so hard and it's definitely what I am anchoring in now. I am anchoring this in that it gets to be me that chases the direction And it gets to be me that follows this path and I have to trust myself because when you're overwhelmed and you feel out of control because no one else is willing to or able to help you, you are the only person you can rely on, right? And now this doesn't mean to say not have support. I've got lots of support in my life with my coaches and everything else. However, again, it was just a reflection that Hayley, this is an inward thing, right? It's an inward thing. So life gives us hints, life gives us lessons, whether we choose to see them or not, whether we choose to see the positive in it or not. I think that I'm going to be regrouping for a long time after this and I think that's okay and I think that I needed to get to this point to really see, Hayley, which direction are you going in and why is that important to you? And how can you anchor it in? And that is what I'm going to be doing. This is my opportunity now to really embody this in in a way that feels secure in my body. And I cannot wait to share with you what that ends up looking like because I know that this is huge. And I've had people reflect it back. I've had so many people that I've shared this story with reflect it back and they're like, Hayley, you're on the cusp of something. And I was like, oh, I know it. <laughs> I can't see it right now, but gosh, they, what must be on the other side is going to be huge. And I'm just so excited that I get to share it on things like podcasts and my Instagram. And you get to witness the evolution, the next evolution of what is to come from Hayley Forbes Coaching. So thank you all for listening. It's been a long one. It's been a little bit of a ramble, but I did say I would come and fill you in. And I think this is also your invitation to look at where are things in your life maybe not been going to plan? Where 
is life been teaching you the same lesson over and over and over again and where can you give yourself grace to not put yourself like not put any blame on yourself and just be like listen things just happen and sometimes things just continue to go wrong but also is there a lesson in here is there a lesson I can take away what is that lesson and how can I integrate it so thank you all so much for listening and we'll get back onto our normal sort of money mindset abundance chat um, next week as well. So make sure you tune into that. That was the Sigma Femme podcast with Hayley Forbes. To find out how Hayley can help you step into the next level of you and scale your business more than you ever thought possible, visit HayleyForbesCoaching.com. That's HayleyForbesCoaching.com.